sustainable packaging, and intelligent waste management. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU's Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, and founder of the Future Today Institute. Welcome back, Amy. Thanks, Tanya. So good to see you. Always good to see you as well. Remind our audience what it is that you do at the Future Today Institute. Sure. So basically, we collect data, we model those data to try to understand where there are strong signals, where there are trends. And then we think about the next order impacts. And all of that together helps us understand what the world could look like in the future. And in fact, imagine all of the alternative futures that could be ahead. So the COVID pandemic has returned one-time use items back into favor as a way to prevent spreading the virus. This means we have to get smart about packaging and waste. So tell us what trends you're seeing in the market for sustainable and smart packaging. You know, interestingly, before the COVID virus and not too long before the coronavirus um, and the resulting COVID-19 disease emerged, we were having a lot of critical global conversations about climate change and specifically about garbage. Uh, there have been a couple of things that have happened over the past few years that uh, created that dialogue. Um, one of those things had to do with China deciding it no longer wanted to house the world's garbage. A lot of people don't know this, but especially in the United States, the garbage that you might have sent and the recycling materials especially, they didn't get housed locally where you live. A lot of that went on a boat over to China. And China said, you know, we're, we're kind of like done uh, dealing with your recyclable uh, items. So we were already contending with a situation where our local city infrastructure wasn't really designed to deal with the influx. And now here we are all living from home, working from home, and in a situation where we're eating a lot of takeout food. And I don't know, Tanya, if you've had any takeout where you're at, but where I'm at, you know, we are getting just mountains of garbage. Uh, you know, just every single food item has its own plastic container and its own, you know, plastic utensils. Um, so part of what's happened is um, this has started to shift our awareness again back to what happens next. And the good news is that there was already a lot of research being done in new types of sustainable materials. For example, um, there's a kid in India that developed cutlery. So imagine a, a, a spoon, a fork, and a knife made out of a sugar-like substance that's sturdy enough that it can be transported around and you can actually use it to cut and to eat things. But when you're done with your meal, rather than throwing away those plastic utensils, these are utensils that you eat. So like the last thing that you do after you like eat something with a spoon is you eat the spoon. Uh, you know, so there are lots of really interesting creative approaches that were already in the works, but due to the virus, we're seeing, you know, increased attention in areas that promote um, synthetic biology, four-dimensional printing, which is like 3D printing, but when exposed to heat or light, um, that package changes again. And then other things like um, microscopic barcodes uh, that help us track where food products have been throughout the farming and industrial manufacturing processes. 
consumers were even discouraged or have been cons discouraged from using their uh, their own, you know, um, reusable shopping bags and that sort of thing. So what are some examples of how innovators are maybe even choosing paper over plastic? You know, so again, part of the challenge is we don't entirely know how this virus is, um, how stable it is on surfaces. There's a lot of competing data sets that help us understand this. So people have been coming up with interesting um, ways to, to move things around. So to some extent, they're now using their own recyclable bags. But if you go into some stores, those stores don't want to use the stuff that you've brought from home. Enter UV light service bots. So part of what's promoting the use of um, and reuse of your own materials is the advent of highly portable, super affordable um, UV light transmitters. And it's believed that using the UV light in the correct way is strong enough and potent enough to kill you know, some high percent of the virus that might exist on these surfaces. How do you envision this trend being played out in the future? So, you know, once the virus has subsided, and at some point it will, we're going to have to go back to worrying about the stuff we were already worried about, like extreme weather events and a climate that is definitely shifting and changing, um, which also means uh, problems with the global supply of food, problems with our global supply chains, there was already a lot of brittleness in all of these different places. Um, if we're positioning ourselves to develop smart packaging that doesn't just tell us where items are as they're moving around to afford better accountability, but also does things like, you know, requires less reliance on the cold chain um, or doesn't just biodegrade, um, but maybe can be turned into something else that's beneficial. Um, there, there, there is all of this research uh, that is in play that will continue. And that's probably a, a good thing for our futures because it means that we can continue to purchase the things that we want and that we need, store them in a reasonable way, uh, contribute back to the economy, keep the economy running, but ultimately do less damage to our physical environment because until we figure out a way to get ourselves off planet and living uh, sustainable somewhere else, we're gonna have to contend with the, the problems that we've created for ourselves on this planet. What sort of signals should business leaders and entrepreneurs watch for in this area? So in this space, again, sustainable packaging is kind of like this big broad topic, but there's a lot to pay attention to. So there's an emerging field in science called synthetic biology. This is an interdisciplinary field that marries uh, chemistry, molecular biology, computer science, um, and a few other fields. And the point is not just to edit organic material, but in fact to create it um, using lots of different techniques and technologies. And there's a ton of money being thrown into that field right now and one of the outputs of it will be new types of you know, packaging, new types of fuels, among other things. Um, there's the startup community is very, very collaborative and they are growing. Um, and it's an incredibly interesting space to be paying attention to. So I would have that as my primary signal, but I would also be looking at advancements in 3D and 4D printing technologies um, I would be looking at emerging research 
around microbes and viruses that we've engineered uh, and what we can do with them. It's not necessarily all bad news. There's actually a lot of really interesting things um, that can be done. And then I would also be looking at big changes, again, as a result of what's just happened uh, with the advent of the virus, where have we seen COVID aftershocks in the supply chain? Um, and in particular in the cold chain, and what do we think is likely to stick around? So if I was somebody working in business or technology or finance, you know, these are the areas where I would really be paying attention to because we're seeing some strong signals that tell us about the future. And on the other side of this is very likely at some point going to be regulation. So it's important now to start thinking through the next order impacts and regulatory shifts that could be on the horizon. Amy, you and your team do an extensive amount of research in all areas of emerging technology, and you offer a lot of this information free of charge. How can people go about accessing some of this information? All of our research is free and it's open source. You can access it at futuretodayinstitute.com. Uh, in addition to tools and frameworks, there's also a bunch of information on the frontiers of synthetic biology and smart packaging and everything else that we've been talking about today. You're welcome to come onto the site, download whatever you want, and start using it. That's Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, and founder of the Future Today Institute. If somebody wants to connect with you, Amy, maybe they want a copy of your book, uh, one of your books, uh, even, how can they go about doing that? Sure, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm Amy Webb on the different social networks, uh, and I have a personal website, which is amyweb.io, which has more information about me and the books that I write. Well, thanks again for joining us, Amy. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.